the whole time with the hat on i love like the hat. hardcore dirty i just hope you know that like when we do mod i will be wearing this hat again i'm expecting you to go all out not like you don't always go all out but like mod <laughs> we both went all out though we like your did. shirt i'm so right. impressed i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of this shirt this was my That's own design shirt. yeah not my actual design this is not my shirt but like but it's your own handcrafted DIY. I mean, that's what they did though. Yeah, they like would rip up their shirts mm-hmm. and like safety pin them together, and then they would stick safety pins in their ears. I also have a lovely image I saved on Pinterest of um, a guy who has safety pin through his cheek, his nose. Mm. Safety pins like just you know they were everywhere, everywhere, huh? All over the body. So welcome back to More Than Meets the Eye. Welcome. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. Um, and we're here to tell you our catchphrase which is <laughs> we're here trying to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens yes wonderful wonderful <laughs> oh we're also a podcast of wtbu podcasting who we love who gives us their love and support and we love that and we love them too um all the podcasts they run are like actually so good um they're great i haven't listened to a single one i want to i, <laughs> I plan on it my friend maddie says box floppus and like cool. highly recommend it they talk about really bad movies <laughs> and just like review really bad movies it's like a great time so this week's topic um if you haven't guessed talking about ripped shirts safety pins, yes is punk and what is punk punk is punk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that like okay so how did you like come across well first i don't know would you like a combo question Mm. like how did you come across it but also have you had a punk phase already yeah like basically how punk is in my life yeah or has been in my life um i think i mean music wise i like mostly listen to like the pop punk of okay 2000s like fallout boy paramore which so like which is you know like the evolution of yes. 70s punk which we are talking about yeah we're so, so just to like clarify really what we're talking about we're gonna focus on like the beginning of punk yeah. like really when punk started which is mainly like it's around 1975 1976 mm-hmm. is when it all started um and we were talking about this too it's really interesting because it's kind of like it all just kind of happens and like there's no, like, one person does it and everybody copies them. It was kind of, like, all of these people kind of had the same idea. And then, like, punk was born. And mm-hmm. it was, like, this whole thing. Um, so that's kind of what we're talking about. Because for me, personally, I consider, like, anything after that, either, like, neo-punk or punk revival, mm-hmm. which is still punk. It's just, like, after. Yeah. And so. especially, like, and as far as, like, style goes for myself, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever wore punk clothing because i think at this point it's become kind of costumey in a way like you dress up as a punk for halloween Mm -hmm. but like grunge which is also kind of like derivative of punk is something i like where i have worn before Mm. but so but not really punk i don't think i've ever like full pulled a full punk look like i am donning on today did you wear this all day 
I wore half this outfit. I did not wear the shirt. I should have okay. worn the shirt. But this it's okay. So we did dress up again because we were amazing. We remembered. Um, we also, it's a very liberating experience. I have to say, being dressed as a punk the entire day. You wore um, leather on leather, and I am leather so impressed. on leather. <laughs> it's also not my leather jacket, so thank you to my lovely roommate, Anvita, for letting me borrow it. But the leather skirt is mine. We'll talk more about our outfits later, but um, it is liberating. And it's also not as weird as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I am i don't feel that strange. When I went to breakfast, I was terrified. I was like everybody's probably gonna look at me like I'm weird like this is so unnatural and it was like like literally nobody cared mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was pretty like like I don't know so a lot of people were like wow you look so cool and I was like oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that's what I'm going for so for you yes how has punk been in your life yes. style right you know? so it actually like has always been a big part of my life um what's been a bigger part which is like a totally different aesthetic that we'll do a different week is new wave but new wave is like the direct follow of punk it's post-punk mm-hmm. um my mom was a post-punk slash a punk I, she's like i don't know she would tell she would like be more specific about it but she loki was a punk she had the spiky hair um if you know the cure she had the hair like the guy from the cure oh my God. um yeah I love the cure. So, yeah, that was, like, so since she was a little after punk era, she just had, like, the punk influence mm-hmm. style afterwards. But both of my parents love The Clash so much, um, and so do I. So I, like, grew up knowing about all this stuff, like, pretty much my whole life. Um, and then more, like, actual punk stuff, um, I, like, around ninth, 10th grade, I, like, kind of, like, by myself discovered the sex pistols and i was like wow this is so cool <laughs> um and i like had like it was a very mini phase a very like like probably like maybe a month long not very long phase of just being like the sex pistols are where it's at so yes i definitely and then fashion wise again more new wave influence but that is of course punk influence so like i have had like I mean, pretty much, like, since I got into really into New Wave, like, my fashion has always been a little influenced by it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Love punk. Yes. So, what do you think? I mean, there's definitely, like, a lot to talk about f- as far as music, but, like, when you see someone wearing punk, like, what do you think is oh, yeah. typical punk look? So, one of the defining things about punk, I feel like, is just, like, what you don't expect. mm and I know that's not really, like, a style thing, but, like, that, I feel like that's an important part of punk fashion is, like, you just don't expect anything and then you'll, you'll love it. Yeah, so much of punk is literally just, like, going against the grain yeah. and just, like, wearing whatever mm-hmm. and trying to make a statement is yeah. basically what punk fashion it, totally, is about. Totally, totally. And part of that, making a statement, is being as close to nudity as possible. And I have to say punk people <laughs> are really good at that. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, safety pins are huge. We love safety pins. We're both styling some safety pins today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the face as well as on the clothes. (laughs) Yes. Um. And then rips, obviously. Yeah. And even like wearing clothing that just was naturally ripped, just like the Mm -hmm. lifestyle of a punk kid was just like wearing worn clothing or whatever you could find. Like even like some pictures I've seen of 
people just wearing like trash bags yeah straight up oh totally yeah so it's so a lot of just like yeah. scavenging and just like finding clothes yeah. yourself um the other thing is that's that's so true is that um definitely most punk people um still and definitely were in the 70s were not wealthy people mm-hmm. we didn't even like know what wealth was like um so punk was pretty easy for them to pull off because they literally could just pick up pieces of like old clothing just like pieces of trash and like call it clothing Mm -hmm. and like that was so accessible to them because it was about making it you know making your clothes Mm -hmm. and i feel like well especially like the reason why punk came about is like specifically in like england Mm -hmm. i mean there's two sides (laughs) we'll probably get into that because there's america and then there's across the pond Uh but in britain there was like a lot of unemployment so just like unrest from the youth basically and like they kind of you know push this movement of punk that is also a good point though um i'm just gonna put out a warning that i know a lot more about british punk than i do about american punk. Mm. so most of what i talk about will probably be more in the british punk track but like i was you know we did some research and like i know a little bit more about american punk than i used to i know about it's fine I'm going to take We'll get into out. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think fashion-wise, I mean, obviously the music, there's, like, yeah. the, the different bands, but, like, fashion-wise, um, Britain incorporated a lot of, like, plaid. Yes. And, like, color, I yeah. think, compared to American. Yeah. At least my impression of American punk looks were, like, mostly just black and, you know, yeah. ripped up, kind of. Yeah, I definitely think there there is color, though. I feel like if you're thinking about, like, the Ramones, yes, just, like, Muted colors, mm-hmm. mainly black. Um, but when you think about like stuff like CBGB and like actual like like punk fashion in America, I think then you can see more colors mm-hmm. being incorporated. Um, but in I think an important part about British fashion is that like you had to have that red, blue, and white, you know, for like to mimic the Union Jack, because it was all about like kind of mocking the monarchy by like. Yes. Representing it. So much of it was just like irony and just kind of Mm -hmm. making fun of like the 1%. And uh, yeah, a lot of it was wearing like graphic t shirts Mm -hmm. with like real like violent images on it, but also just like funny things on Mm -hmm. shirts and stuff. So a lot of it had to do with graphic tees, which is something people wear today. Yeah. Um, And also, um, it was all like hand done too. I don't really think it was, like, the kind of thing people would buy. They wouldn't, like, search out those graphic tees. They would more just, like, make them themselves. Yeah. Which so much of, like, punk is just, like, handmade. anti-establishment. Like, yeah. not, like, giving into you know, top sellers yeah. and, like, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's all handmade. Another thing about punk fashion, um, I was watching – there's this film I'm going to recommend later. Um, and in it, there's a clip that Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols – um, some guys asking about fashion. You don't really hear the question the guy says, but basically he's just like, it doesn't matter what you wear. Like, I'm not trying to keep up an image. If you're punk, you don't need to try to keep up an image. It's not about the image. It's about being punk. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like, he was basically saying, like, don't care that much about the fashion. It's not worth it. He also then proceeded to just get really PO'd at the guy <laughs> and walk away. That's kind of his style, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, like, punk, I feel like, is about, like, not being punk. Like, it's not about being anything. It's just, like, because if you call yourself punk, then it's, like, you're not punk. I feel like it's the attitude of a lot of people at the time. And also, I want to say, like, a lot of it was really, like, 
unisex clothing. I Okay, I discovered a little bit of the opposite. I kind of agree, but at the same time, I kind of disagree because okay. I feel like... Give me your take. Yeah, no, I feel like there was a... I need to turn my mic down. Um, I feel like there was a difference between, like, what the women women would wear and what the men would wear. Okay. I just, like, just noticing by, like, the styles of what they would wear, like, the women a lot of the time wore skirts, which is weird, but, like, they did. And, or it was just, like, more revealing clothing. Shorts. Mm. Like, really short shorts. So it was, like, um, and then the guys always wore, like, just, like, the long skinny jeans. Or not jeans, but, like, any kind of pants. Um, And, like, always had, like, a blazer jacket or, like, a jacket over and the women sometimes didn't it was just like some rip top um but it at the same time it is i also agree with you sorry i'm like flipping because like then the men would wear like a skirt and you'd be like yeah i mean go. like in that sense like especially a band i came to learn about mm-hmm. the new york dolls oh yeah yeah like they wore like a lot of makeup they're mm-hmm. basically in drag like yeah. for their performances uh, which I think is interesting because I, I think that style definitely developed over time. Who's the main guy from the New York Dolls? Uh, Wayne? Dexter Poindexter. Oh. Let me just make sure that's his name. Okay. Oh, David Johansson. Okay. David Johansson, his stage name was something different. Um, but anyways, basically, my mother sort of knew david johansson they were like she was like low-key his across the street neighbor or something from the new york dolls like one of the the first name you see when you see the new york dolls um and basically um she would see him every day when she lived in like across the street from him um and then like she would like be like oh hey like i think the first time she was accident she accidentally said oh hey because she was like i know your face and then she was like oh that was david johansson um and then she said it then he started saying hey to her. Like, like before she said hey to him, he would say hey to her. So she just said hi to him every day. She, like, passed Whoa. it. I know. She also, like, CBGB is an American club that was in the city. And it was, like, one of the places where punk really, like, grew. And that's, like, out of it came, like, New Wave. Like, everything mm-hmm. came from CBGB. Um, and there's, like, a million thousand stories about CBGB. Like, it's, like, everything. My mom has, like, been there. I just like I don't know she's living that you know alternative lifestyle yes (laughs) Buster Poindexter is his stage name um David Johansson but yeah okay New York Dolls you're talking about unisex clothing yeah I mean they just wore makeup like I mean a lot of the punk leading punk guys were wearing lots of makeup Mm -hmm. and they didn't care yeah and it looked pretty good yeah and um yeah, I feel like there, there's bands like that. I keep peeking. I'm sorry. Um, there's bands like that that definitely have it. And then there's bands like Clash and Sex Pistols. Didn't wear any mm-hmm. makeup, you know. But punk was, punk, like like we're saying, punk is what you make it more than, like, something. Yeah. So, like, you could be a punk and wear tons of makeup. Or you could be a punk and wear no makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of a mixture of both. Any more fashion things? Fashion things. I mean, I guess what I thought was interesting that I came to learn is like, and what makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. is like punk fashion is like everything that hit the hippie fashion wasn't. Yes. So basically all the flowy, like, you know, relaxation mm-hmm. kind of clothing was totally rejected. I mean, even music wise, there's a difference mm-hmm. too, but like fashion, it was just a rejection of, like of cool. the hippie yeah. 
style mm-hmm. because they were kind of done with this peace and love will solve everything and kind yeah. of fought back with aggression and well because i think i know there was also a fight against um the really conservative thing because it was like the hippie dumb and then came like big conservatism and then punk is when it comes to politics punk is really interesting because there's so much to it and there's certain like bands and like figures of punk who like are very one kind of political spectrum and then like on the other side are like other bands that are still punk um so it's interesting so some like for the clash for example were like very liberal left very socialist very anti-conservatism and then the sex pistols were like quote unquote well they were like nihilism and like anarchy pro-anarchy kind of like in a joking way but at the same time like you know they were against the monarchy um but then there was all the way like not all of the ramones but it was shocking i was shocked to find out that johnny ramone was conservative Mm. and but he and joey clashed joey who was liberal they clashed which was like that was part of, like, the tension in the band, mm. which I, was interesting. But I also, like, kind of don't understand Johnny, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say, like, one person I found to be really important in punk fashion specifically is Vivian Westwood. Queen. Yes, yeah. Vivian Westwood. Yeah. So she – it's really interesting how, like, so much of punk fashion, like, in Britain and, and like, even in America is, like, is directly from her. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how much, like, one person mm-hmm. is able to, like, influence so much. And she was, her partner at the time was... Malcolm McLaren. Yes. And he, who did, he was a manager. So, he was a huge figure in punk. Yeah. He basically, like, almost, like, got, like, kept the movement going. So, he ran the Sex Pistols, owned a boutique with um, Vivian Westwood, um, and, like, managed all the, like, managed punk papers, like, managed, like, all this stuff just to, like, keep the punk movement going. It was crazy. Um, he managed other bands, too. I'm not really sure who, but, yeah. He was all over that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so much of her, like, the things that she made in her boutique, like, became what we know as punk mm-hmm. looks, which is so yeah. cool. I, I know a couple years ago I went to a, at the... The Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, I saw it was a punk exhibit and the costume exhibit. That's um, so cool. It was wicked cool. I wish I remembered more about it. But I just remember, like, seeing the fun stuff, um, like, seeing the clothing and stuff, and knowing that, like, it, it did span from the 70s up until, like, present day. There's still, like, punk fashion that's, like, circulating through, like, the fashion industry. It's, like, a really important like aspect of it yeah like vivian westwood still has shows today Mm -hmm. so and i actually was i was looking up some of her stuff and it looks like she's still really punk but sometimes her clothes are (laughs) yeah i think it's interesting because we can like get into how like punk stops becoming punk when it's like mainstream Mm. even though it's still called punk i mean this is just one perspective like now vivian westwood is like an acclaimed fashion designer but at first she was just a person who just like made her own clothes and like all these punk rockers would come into her store and like Mm -hmm. shop there but now she's like a an official like she was like i don't know gifted a title from the queen of england yeah she's a dame dame vivian westwood yeah which is like totally not what like no it's like (laughs) yeah not the punk yeah they like would criticize 
the monarchy. So I think once, like, punk became, like, a mainstream, like, Mm -hmm. tangible, like, named movement, it stopped becoming... Being punk. It stopped being punk because now it was something that you could, like, market, Mm -hmm. something that, like, bands were getting record deals and, like, it was suddenly a part of the establishment. It was no longer, like, (laughs) anti-establishment. So that's an interesting thing to think about. And I also think that's an important part of, like, anytime punk revival happens or, like, there's, like, neo-punk styles, it's, like... That's all that that stuff is usually part of the establishment now. It's like mm-hmm. well like well entrenched into the establishment. Yes. So it's not it's true. never gonna be I mean, punk true again. authentic yeah. punk. It was only it was a one time thing. Yeah. It was about five years maybe. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. When did uh Sid Vicious die? Nineteen eighty three, I think. So probably ended around then. Which is the same year that Mick Jones left the clash. So there you go. Punk died in nineteen eighty three, guys. Wow. No. <laughs> I don't actually know. That's probably not super accurate. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably multiple. Yeah. yeah. That's probably one of the mm-hmm. the things, one of the dates. Yeah. Around then. Or early 80s it died. Which is weird because when I was a kid and I found out that punk was actually mainly in the 70s, I was like, what? I thought punk was an 80s mm-hmm. thing. But, like, no. It, it's 1975, like 1976. Yeah. I think my concept, like, my idea of punk was basically, like, more, like, 80s style, mm-hmm. which isn't true. It's really, like, 70s. It actually is very 70s. Like, if you think about it, it's also pretty universal, I think. I feel like you could really wear most of what they're wearing at any point in time. Not Probably not before the 70s, but, like, any time after. And, like, you'd still just look like a punk, not necessarily yeah. a 70s punk. Like, leather jackets are... It's just a basic staple. A staple, yeah. And that's so punk. It's yeah. like a black leather jacket. Yeah. And the plaid pants. Mm-hmm. Come on, who doesn't wear plaid exactly. pants? Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into music. Yes, there's so I'm much excited. to talk about with music. And definitely I had to stop myself from only thinking about music. music. You did a better job of that than yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. The big ones that I want to focus on are The Clash, Sex Pistols, Ramones, um, briefly mention, uh, two others, which are neo-punk, but, like, still punk influence, uh, Pussy Riot and Sultans of Ping FC, which they're also, they're, they're a special place in my You've heart showed me them. because they're an Irish punk band, um, but they are 90s, so they are neo-punk, it's okay, we still love them. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, all those, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the Ramones are definitely a big part of American punk. They are, yeah. Like, and I think just like their the look, their the look they have is so quintessentially punk. I say they were quintessential in every episode I've noticed. So oh, <laughs> we'll keep that up. That'll be your thing. Yeah, we'll throw that hashtag at the end of every tweet. We okay. Hashtag quintessential. Um, just like the black leather jacket. Uh-huh. They wore just denim jeans, mm-hmm. and that was it. The hair, too. The hair was just, like, long and mm-hmm. messy. Messy. Just, like, um... I probably teased to look that way, but, like, it just looks kind of messy. Um, which one do you want to listen to? Blitzkrieg. Let's, okay, let's... You guys all know Blitzkrieg. Yeah, I think everyone... In, it's just, like, essentially... You don't get culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really just everywhere this song. Actually, I'm just gonna say, there's a couple of songs, like, I'll let you know, if you don't know this song, then you really need to, like take a moment and like reevaluate your priorities like from the clash from the sex pistols from the ramones like you there are some songs you need to know um everybody needs to know because if you don't then it's like 
Then what happened to Pond? Okay. Here's the So yeah, so that's the classic one. Um, you might also know I Want to Be Sedated. Um, and then I'm going to play one more because this one's my favorite. Um, Sheila slash Sheena is like maybe not the same person, but they are both mentioned very often throughout Ramon's songs. Um, so I'm going to play Sheena is a Punk Rocker, which is probably my favorite Ramon song if I had to choose one. Mm. I'm not really familiar with all of their music, but it's probably my Sheena's a punk rocker. Um, they also, they went to Forest Hills High School, right? Which is Queens, mm-hmm. which is New York. Very close to our home. Yes, um, definitely. I mean, specifically, American pop grew out of New York. Yeah. And then it, of course, spread across the country. But yeah, definitely New York was yeah. starting place. Went to LA, which mm-hmm. was, it got really big in California, too. Um, but then it started to kind of die away in general. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so definitely a lot of the music was, once again, just, like, the opposite of what was going on yeah. at the time. It's all about going against the grain. So, like, the disco and a lot of the rock mm-hmm. was very commercial yeah. at this point. So the music became just, like, totally weird and different mm-hmm. and, like, the lyrics kind of don't make any sense. Yeah. Well, and then with British punk, too, the lyrics are very important because most of the songs are pretty political um and the lyrics are like that's like where it's at that's where their whole message is um i think big two big elements of punk rock is that like constant some kind of like da 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 yeah um, the and the ramones it's like yeah. almost the same thing every song yeah hard fast mm-hmm. and loud exactly um and then in uh the another thing is the almost it is singing but it's like almost spoken word too because it's very like they're singing but you're saying something and it's usually very important so like you need to be able to understand it it's not supposed to sound good no which i think is it's like supposed to sound like you're singing. like same thing with the fashion like you're not supposed to look pretty you're not supposed no. to like sound good you're just so i have this great quote um we haven't gotten to clash and sex pistols yet but um it's a quote that joe strummer from the clash said about um the Sex Pistols, when they first saw them in 1976 um, in Sheffield, and or maybe it wasn't Sheffield, but it was in Britain. Um, and I'm going to obviously censor it because it's not a lovely phrase, but <laughs> it's, I think it really kind of like brings home that point of punk rock, and it's really great. Um, so Joe Strummer thought that the Sex Pistols were basically saying, here's our tunes, and we couldn't give a flying fig whether you like them or not. In fact, we're going to play them even if you fig and hate them. <laughs> That's great. Did you like my censorship? I did. Fig. 
All right. Um, so, yeah. But isn't that, like, like the message is true. They don't give a flying fig if you like their music. They're playing them anyways. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, they're there to play and, like, be punk. Like, not to, like, please, please you. Yeah. Um, okay. So then in Britain, this – so what happened was – I was reading some of the history. So Ramones were, like, doing kind of a thing for, like, a couple months. And then they came to Britain and performed in Britain. Um, and that same night they performed in Britain, the Sex Pistols had a concert with the Clash opening for them and debuting. Whoa. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. So the Sex Pistols were kind of a thing. They pretty much started in 1976. Um, and, like, that's when then they, like, the same year that uh, the Ramones were in Britain. And they kind of picked up. So the Sex Pistols are, like probably what most people think of as like the first instance of punk rock in britain i think um, the first like blow up of yeah punk and the clash immediately followed and it depends on who you ask but some people consider we're more long lasting some people think it's all long lasting um i mean i think the clash developed like their sound yeah eventually. they definitely like played around with it a little more uh, i also the Sex Pistols, to me, only really have one good album, and that's their first album. Um, and, like, the other music's, like, fine. I haven't really listened to it that much. Mm-hmm. But their first album, Never Mind the Bullocks, Here's the Sex Pistols, um, is, like, you know, is their quintessential punk album, is the quintessential punk album. You know, the artwork is so punk. It's so, like, thrown together. Like, the whole, like, mismatched text, it's great. Um, they're also um, the big people you, like, everybody knows – Johnny Rotten, Sid Vicious, you know, both, like, crazy people. Sid Vicious has, like, the most tragic story in the history of the world. Um, But he's also, like, crazy, so it's kind of like, you did this to yourself. Um, And Johnny Rotten's just kind of, like, this problematic guy who, like, still kicking. Um, Still being, like, problematic, but, like, a little less problematic than he used to be. Um, He used to preach, like, anarchy and, like, don't vote. And then, like, a couple years ago, he was like, no, yeah, you should vote. It's important. <laughs> like, okay. There goes Johnny Ryan. <laughs> um, so here's my favorite is Holidays in the Sun. Um, and then we're going to play my second favorite, which is Anarchy in the UK. But that one's really important. They're both, like, really, yeah. like, quintessential. You might have heard them before. You probably heard God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen. Anything. And Anarchy in the UK is, is pretty. It's, yeah. Those two well, are, like, the ones everybody knows. Holidays in the Sun, though, you'll recognize it. Mm -hmm. So let me play that. Berlin Wall. So that's all. Ooh, getting political. It's about the Berlin Wall. I mean, that's what it is. Punk's Mm -hmm. political, you know? Punk is punk, punk's political. Um, It's, yeah. It's about the Berlin Wall, but, like, I also have listened to the song many times and, like, don't really understand the message behind it, but, like, I know, I get that it's about the Berlin Wall and that it's about, like, they're against the Berlin Wall, obviously. But, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird concept. But it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really significant is Johnny Rotten's voice. Um, 
he's like when you see him like in videos and stuff and like singing he's like this really like he's actually like a little scrawny guy and like like almost exactly the way you imagine him to look based on his voice and it's just like that's really important to like the whole character of their music is like just this little like no i got it <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like that's a big part of it yeah i mean as far as like the lyrics i think like it's interesting how like some punk and especially like i don't know think about the ramones literally mm-hmm. have a song where they repeat now i want to sniff some glue yes but then you have like other bands like the clash who were like going in on like certain topics so i think well, there's two there's like development there and like there is sound yeah um i also have the clash of great lyrics um and we'll get into that in a bit um now i wanna sip some gl- <laughs> <laughs> great i love that that's <laughs> fabulous here's anarchy in the uk this is big to the sex pistols too because they were like they started preaching anarchy which of course the british government hated um and a lot of like conservative people in Britain or even like moderate people hated because it was like anarchy is scary, man. Like why are you preaching this? Um, but for them it was just kind of like anything is better than what we have now because what we have now is oppressive and it's keeping us dirt poor. So like we'll take anarchy instead. Um here's anarchy in the UK. Why not? just like i don't know it just like redeems everything (laughs) it's so like like beautiful which is so not punk rock but like i don't know wait even in the clash though like there's some like guitar riffs they do and it's like beautiful and i'm like wow this is like really good you know (laughs) and yeah it kind of deviates from the idea that punk doesn't have to be good because it is good but Mm -hmm. it's also i don't know worthwhile worth my time worth your time worth everybody's time worth Joe Strummer and Mick Jones this time. Also, the other guys, Paul and Topper, they're cool too, but... Okay, now we're talking about The Clash. <laughs> Let's just talk about The Clash. Welcome to The Clash. Oh. <laughs> Go off. So, The Clash consists of four people. I just named their names, Joe Strummer, Mick Jones, Paul... I don't know how to say his last name. It's like Simamon or something. Simamon. <laughs> Here I come, I am Simamon. <laughs> That's Applejacks, <laughs> not The Clash. <laughs> And Topper, who's, like, not really my favorite. I just love his name. Um, and I have named many things like What's after his name? Topper. Topper. It's his nickname, but okay. still, like, that's a great name. He was the drummer, too. Uh-huh. Like, wow. That is just, like, there's so much power behind that name. <laughs> okay. Um, just, like, for fun, I'm going to list all my favorite Clash songs because we I wanna want to know. I want everybody to hate me. We so. want to know. Um, I'll do it pretty quick, but if you need, like, a, a good, like, clash rundown um and i'm sorry mom and dad if i miss any (laughs) but like also this is my list not yours so anyways okay london calling rudy can't fail spanish bombs one of my all-time favorites lost in the supermarket clamp down guns of brixton coca-cola train in vain should i stay or should i go that's one of the ones that like everybody should know is should i stay or should i go oh yes um rock the casbah magnificent seven and white man and hammersmith palais is another one of my old faves. Um, so, 
we'll listen to a couple of those. Cool things about The Clash, they are Joe Strummer's like hardcore socialist. He's the only one who was like, I am a socialist. Um, so after my own heart. Um, sorry for getting a little political, guys. But um, they also have a very large um, reggae influence, which you hear in their later music. Um, but that became an important part of Scott. Uh, punk. Yeah, sorry. definitely. Like a lot of bands began to experiment with like funk and reggae mm-hmm. into punk as it like sort of yeah. died out and like turned into other yeah, music. other stuff. Yeah, is the influence of outside things like yeah, funk, reggae, ska, all those things um, were like important to especially groups like The Clash who like did like to experiment. They were a lot more experimental than other punk groups. Other punk groups just kind of did like da da yeah. da. Ones. I think I think Rock the Casbahs and we're in I think everybody actually knows that one, but they don't know they know that. I don't know if I know that. I I think, like, you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, I know this song. Okay. Um, I don't want to play too many, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do, let's do Rock the Casa first, and then I'll make up my mind, okay? I feel like you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, I know this Also, this one, lyrically, is super, super, super important. Before we even listen to the song, do you remember our history? Yes. yes. Do you remember the unit on um, Islamic art? Maybe. And so she talked, or he, was it, is she, our art teacher at the time, uh, our art history teacher at the time, she talked a lot about, like, the structures in, like, temples and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we looked at mosques. Do you remember what a memorat is? Uh, I got to tell you that the Islamic part of that yeah, semester is just <laughs> wiped from my brain. Okay, so I didn't remember what it was either. Um, and then... I was listening to the song, and I heard him say, drop the bombs between the memorates, and I remembered what a memorate was. Oh, my God. Which is, like, they're the big, like, poles in the mosques. Oh, my and, God. And, like, they have, like, the yeah. little watch I remember they the- were, like, yep. structures within the mosque, but, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's, that's, wow, see, art history, you did learn something. Look yeah. at that. Well, actually, I learned something from the clash, which is cool. <laughs> I, I, like, remember, I did a little whatever, um. And my point is, though, that they're, like, mad cool and, like, like they know what a memory it is, too, which is, like, crazy. I don't know. As much as I love the Sex Pistols, I don't know if I can say that for Johnny Rotten, that he knows what a memory it is. So. But if he does, then I apologize for saying that. Okay, rock the Casbah. Shake it to the top. The shaking tool is Cadillac. He went cruising down the I did definitely grow up with that song, like, hearing that all the time. But I feel like, did you recognize it? Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah. Definitely. It's but you iconic. just didn't know what it was. I didn't yeah. know the name of it, and I didn't know it was The Clash. I feel like that's, like, the case with this song, but something like, should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. Like, you can just hear the words, and you're like, oh, I know that song. Yeah. Also, definitely. I have been told that, um, what's it called? The That British boy band from, like, five years ago? One Direction. <laughs> I was like, wait. You mean One Direction? <laughs> yeah, I promise I'm cultured. Um, they apparently covered that. Interesting. I mean, I would say the song is probably more new wave and definitely maybe. Should I say? 
Yeah. When did that come mm. out? It came out in the 70s. It was like, okay. 78. Because if you, I guess, we'll play it super quick. Like, super, super itty bitty quick. Oh. It's a very punk sound. Like, even more than Rock the Casbah. Because it's the real sound. So, like, the whole, like, hard guitar rock, like, it's a very punk sound, you know what I mean? So, it gets us, so, the Clash, like, do, are that crossover group. They have, they're, like, a little new wave-ish, but, like, new wave sound is a little more different, too. Um, But, yeah, they kind of have that, like, they, as, in terms of, like, years, they kind of have that crossover. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they, they evolved. Yes. Well, because they were experimental with their sound. And new wave some new ed groups were about like evolving with the sound. Some were just pop mm-hmm. groups, but that's different. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Can I do two more? Or can I only do one more? Do two more. Okay. Um. Also, uh, Rocket Caswell has a video. Um. It's really funny. I know we're gonna talk about videos in a bit, but it's really funny, and um, it's this like there are two guys. One's dressed up as a Hasidic Jew, and the other. It's dressed up as an Arab, I believe. Um, and they basically, like, get in the car and, like, are drinking and, like, driving around in, like, a Mustang um, and, like, doing crazy stuff. I don't know. It's, like, supposed to be, like, scandalous and, like, wacky and all that. Um, and at one point, the members of the class are, like, sitting by a pool. Like, one's in the pool. One's, like, sipping a, a thing, like, by it, like, sitting on the chairs by the pool. And the two guys, like, come, like, dancing past them. And then, like, it zooms in on their faces and they, like, turn and look. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize that it was them until, like, it zoomed in and they turned and look. And then I was like, wait, that's so funny. Oh, it's good. But, yeah. Okay. So the next one is one of my favorites, Spanish Bombs. Um, I'm just playing it because. It's just like, I love it. So, yeah. Here's Spanish Bombs for the Clash. This reminds me of another good point. They're singing in Spanish. Yes. Which is really cool because they live really close to Spain. Um, yeah. What What is this song about? It seems like... It's about um, that same... It's about um, the... I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as that Picasso painting. What's it called? With the G? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's about... The, okay. It's about the Spanish Civil War. So I don't yes. know what the the specific... Pica- I should look it up because... Yeah. It is. I know what it's called. It's the one with, like, the cow. And, like, the mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really famous. My yeah. dad will be, be upset. We won't <laughs> so be upset, but be, like, disappointed. Guernica. Guernica. Um, it's about the Spanish Civil War, but, I, I, like, I always associated it with Guernica. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's about the Spanish dictator dropping bombs on the innocent Spanish people. So, like, politically charged. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so is Rock the Casbah, but that one's a little, like, it's a little more, like, in depth like you gotta kind of like look at the lyrics to understand what's going on this one is just like in general it's about the spanish civil war um and then okay this next one is my other favorite 
oh, before I get into that, um, the Spanish bombs, it's also, um, so they're, they speak a little bit of Spanish. They sing in Spanish. Um, they also have that, they say corazón instead of corazón, uh, because it's a little close Spanish Spain, accent. Yeah. Um, it's also important to note that, like, especially British punk rock, their accents were huge. Like, they used their accents, which people did not do. I love the Beatles. A lot of the times they, like, kind of covered up their accents. Mm-hmm. There were certain songs in which they just, like, had their accents. Um, but other, like, British artists, like, kind of, they didn't, especially if they were, like, lower class, they kind of, like, when they sung, they were taught to, like, modify their accents. Um, and the Beatles did not do that. They were, like, but they did. They're often, when they sang, it doesn't sound like their accents. Whereas in punk, it was, like, you always, like, knew what what part of England they were from because of their accent. Um Next one, White Man and Hammersmith Palais. Um, this one's really cool. This one's super reggae influence, showing the kind of, like, growing influence of reggae music um, on punk, especially on The Clash. Um, yeah, love this song. It's really good. course and all that mm, but yeah, that's like the reggae yeah i love that song it's good um it also there's this thing i love that happens in regular influenced music um and it happens in reggae too um where there's like the piano and i love it um i like it there's just like piano like there's a little piano in the background and it just plays like a triad like and it's really like and it happens in a lot of hip-hop music that's in that's reggae influence it happens in a lot of punk music that's reggae influence it happens in a lot of reggae music and it's like my favorite thing if it has that little piano do it i like <laughs> love it and that happens in this song oh, it's good it's good stuff um okay so yeah that's the clash yeah i mean i couldn't think of any specific characters but i think like the punk character is often is seen in a lot of movies yes kind of like a caricature of yes of punk it's like, always like the boyfriend that the dad doesn't want you know what yeah. i mean like it's always like punk and it's like okay yeah so it's kind of stereotypical at this point of mm-hmm. like a punk character yeah but they're they're also not real punks because they always end up yeah. to be like fake punks anyways um it's true <laughs> the characterizations anyways um yeah, a lot of the songs we talked about have music videos. I'd recommend watching those. Um, one in particular is, oh, I Fought the Law by The Clash. Um, that's like, I feel like that's a quintessential, like when I, if I were to make a punk music video, that's what I would think, that, like that's how I would go about it. Um, so if you want like like punk film aesthetic, I would look at that. Um, as far as films go, I have, like, two recommendations. One's, like, a quasi-film. Not really a film. Um, but it actually, it was produced by Malcolm McLaren. Well, I don't know if it was produced by Malcolm McLaren, but... Okay, so the Sex Pistols did this thing called the Jubilee Boat Party. We're on the Queen's Jubilee, and it, as a way of mocking her, they had a concert on a boat on... I believe it was the Thames, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I should know this information. Um... 
But Malcolm McLaren basically, like, made it happen because he was their manager. Um, so there is... And that basically is what caused them to get kicked out of England, right? Yeah. Well, that was, like, a big thing. That was, like, one of their strikes, at least, was, yeah. like... What happened was at, like, if you watch the video, it's 12 minutes long. You have to look for it on YouTube. It's technically blocked in our country huh. on YouTube. I think it's just, like, posted by a British person, and they okay. didn't make it available in the U.S. or something. Um, but there are versions. If you look up Jubilee Boat Party, um, Sex Pistols, and there's, like, a 12-minute version. I think that's the full thing. But it goes from, like, when they get there. Um, that's where I saw the interview with Johnny Rotten's, like, oh, fashion is this. Oh, I don't like you. I'm walking away. Um, and then... <laughs> And then they perform, and you see, like, a couple, like, quick snippets of, like, back-to-back of their songs. It's cool. Um, he's crazy when he performs to Johnny Rotten. Um, Sid Vicious is, like, he's such, like, a pop culture-relevant character, but, like, in the band, it's, like, all about Johnny Rotten. Um, and then at the end, the police come and kick them out, and they're like, we have all these papers that say, like, we can be here. Like, we're allowed to be on this boat. And the guy even, like, like... It's just because the Sex Pistols are performing. If it was anybody else, you wouldn't kick us off. And they're like, we don't care. You're getting kicked off this boat. So, I don't know. It's interesting. And, like, it makes you think about, like, why are the police making them stop? Like, it doesn't make sense. Just because there's, yeah. Well, they're mocking the queen. And they're spreading anti-establishment. Yes. So, I guess, yeah. Then my one other film recommendation is not technically a punk film. But um, it's about skinheads, which are, like, a subculture. Yeah. They're kind of, like, they're, like, punks, but ten years later, um, and a lot more problematic. Yes. Very, very problematic. Yes. And, I mean, I guess aesthetic-wise, like, they... It's very similar. Similar. I mean, they had, like, a shaved head, obviously, yes. skinhead. Skinhead. Um, which is kind of the punk style is, yes. like, having very short hair or no or hair. Or really long, really spiky hair. Yeah. But yes, this this movie's called This Is England. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Um, it breaks your heart, but also like it makes Is it a it, fiction movie? It is a fiction movie. Um, it's very good though. It was made in about two thousand six, but it's about nineteen eighty six, I wanna say. Um, and it's about this kid, Sean, who like his dad like died in the war or something. Um, and like I guess like vietnam war probably um but he gets bullied at school for like stupid reasons because it's like dirt poor england um 1986 and then he meets these like guys these like grown-up guys who are like oh hey like you shouldn't get picked on you're so cool like like kind of like you know the way you like tease a little kid but like if they're adorable you're like that's fine um it's really sweet um and then like what happens is he meets this much older man who's a skinhead who's like friends with like the the 20 year olds um and he's like you know super problematic super racist yeah i mean because all like skinheads are basically like all the kind of the outcast people in society kind of grouped together lots of anti-semitic nazi ideas and what's interesting is when i was looking at a lot of uh vivian westwood's Mm -hmm. like earlier work like designs and stuff a lot of it like some of it had like swastikas on it which yeah which like oh not cool okay and i think i mean what i read is that it was kind of once again a backlash against you know the world war ii generation 
It was also shock value. Yes, once that again, kind of thing, a statement. A new it was statement. shock value. It wasn't like we support the Nazis. That that kind of thing, I feel like, was more shock value. But it's also like, now we know that you have to be more careful about that kind yes. of thing. Um, the Clash were part of the anti-Nazi um, like group. We're like a big part mm-hmm. of that. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're saying with the, like, he was a kid who was picked on, like, and yeah. joined, like, skinheads. So a lot of, like, punk people and mm-hmm. like skinheads were just outcasts in society yeah who wanted to make yeah. a statement it also shows though it shows this deviation between um skinheads like in in the skinheads within the skinheads between like people who were actually racist and actually like anti-semitic um and then people who were like we're just skinheads because they were outcasts they weren't necessarily like conservative and racist and like all this stuff um they were just also outcasts and that was like the original people he meets up with and then he later gets involved with these bad people um so it's like it's i think it's interesting because it's an interesting parallel with punk where there's people who went too far with punk and like mm-hmm. did bad things and then there's people who like used just punk enjoyed it and like as a way to like make a difference rather than like just like abusing the power that punk had does that make sense yeah it's a good movie it's really good um, it also, like, that's a part of, like, society I feel like you don't usually see, and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite kind of movie, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, what are you wearing? Yes, let's let's talk about what we're wearing. Um, it's a lot so, to unpack. I'm, like, yeah. tired now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. This is a lot. This is a lot. Um, okay. So, I am wearing this black t-shirt. Yeah. With a graphic on it, which I think is pretty funny. What it says, um, what does it say? And I celebrate what it the 1%. Celebrate the 1%, which I think is really ironic because. Where did you find that? I got it at Goodwill. Wow. Um, I was like, this is like very funny because it had like punk is a lot of times ironic, yeah. especially with the t-shirts and like celebrating the 1% is exactly what the punk is not yeah, trying to do but they would definitely wear yeah. like the guy's face on her shirt oh my god it's like really creepy um yes <laughs> and i mean even like vivian westwood i saw a picture of her wearing like a a t-shirt with the queen on it so yeah. like i think it's kind of it's similar yeah. it's mockery it's yeah and i ripped it up myself so this is artificial right. rips these are not from being hardcore and i put safety pins to kind of like patch it yeah, up to make it, looks it extra really cool. edgy yeah um and then i'm just wearing black jeans mm-hmm. because i own they're black cool jeans. though they're cool jeans and then i'm wearing faux doc martens because because mm-hmm. who can afford real yes doc and i'm wearing this like i'm throwing a chain around my neck which is pretty punk it's cool yeah chain and really punk. yeah <laughs> and i um my friend found this metal four i don't know how to describe it there's a four like a me- yeah. made out of metal it's like a like a necklace piece yeah, yeah. so i put it onto the chain I thought it came with a necklace. That's it so did cool. not. Wow. My own addition. Wow. And I also have with me a cream-colored corduroy jacket. Yeah. A leather jacket would have been ideal, but... But you know what? It's what you can get, right? Yeah. Remember Punk said about the fashion That's a good point. Yeah. Now right. you. Okay. I'm like... I look like I'm going to the club. But, um, <laughs> so I got on... My good old leather skirt, which was a great investment. Highly recommend it. Comes in handy. Um, some nice fishnet stockings. Mm-hmm. And can I say, they would be more punk if they were ripped. 
but I just bought them, so I don't want to yeah. rip them. <laughs> I want to keep them nice and fishnetty for now. But if they had like big holes in them, that would be so punk. Oh my gosh, it really would. It'd be, be so cool. Um, but we're keeping them nice. Uh, and then I got my Converse on, which I was like, I don't really have very punk shoes, so I was like, are these punk enough? And then I saw Joe Strummer wearing them, and I was like, they're punk. If Joe Strummer's wearing them, they're punk. Um, on top, I have a big graphic Mickey T. It's like very, very, very oversized. Um, I think it was like my grandfather's or something, or maybe wow. not. I don't know. It was somebody big's. It's really big. Um, but it's really old too. So like the Mickey face is super faded, which like I think it looks so cool. Oh, I love it. I whenever I do an eighties theme thing, I always wear this shirt. Um and a fun addition to like what's going on with this shirt is the back has a huge <laughs> is it this side has a huge yes. hole in it. Um and like there's other places, which is sad but also great. It's naturally hold. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um and then I borrowed like I said before, I borrowed my roommate's leather jacket so i do have a leather on leather look Mm -hmm. um believe it or not we're not finished yet um (laughs) i'm also wearing actual safety pins as earrings um love it less painful than it sounds guys it doesn't it doesn't hurt to put them in your ears um it's just like it's weird. You're like, why am I doing this? Oh, with the aesthetic. It looks cool. Okay. It looks really oh. cool. And then I have my good old Greek fisherman's cap on because, I mean, it's just a good British hat. Like, it if really, you're going for yeah. that British anything, look, British just wear Greek British, fisherman's yeah. cap. It, yeah. It, like I said earlier, it'll come back in the mod outfit. Um, because You'll see it later in it's like a recurring British fashion icon, you know? It really is. You know how, like, the Irish cap is, like, a part of Irish fashion? This is, like, part of British fashion. <laughs> it just is. Um, yeah. So we're all punked out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. And I think punk is a great aesthetic. Yeah. Punk is cool. So be responsible. Yes. Don't stick yourself <laughs> with safety pins. Unless you already have, like piercing there yeah which i do so that don't is the only just pierce yourself the safety nope. pin um because there are people who do that with their cheeks and yeah. like noses it's really um hard to look at actually but yeah so next week is kawaii it's great aesthetic comes great responsibility <laughs> um um we have to shout out our headquarters our mother. we did at the beginning our mothership <laughs> wtvu podcasting that's what you're talking about yes right? okay <laughs> yes I don't really know what else there would be, but, you know, things happen. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.